Welcome to our of Southwest Boxing Media Speaks. Kieran Yu from Southwest Boxing Media. Joined as always by my good buddy, colleague and boxing friend Scotty. Scotty Williams, how are we, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me okay, Key? Yes, all good, my end, mate. All good. Um, how's okay. things, Scott? How's your week been? All right? Yeah, back to work. So I've been busy working from home, but you know, can't complain. Safe and well and all that. But are you okay? Yeah, yeah, very much the same. Uh, you know, it's just sort of usual stuff. We are, I think, making sort of um, a bit of progress now, making sort of small steps to get in back to where we want to be, I think, can we? So, um, yeah, it's all positive, all good, mate. Yeah, now, definitely. The reason we're here today, Scott, our latest episode and our podcast today, we're delighted to be joined by Sam the Savage Eggington, who is a former British and European champion of welterweight. And I think it's fair to say he's a fighter who has always been um, very, very popular amongst boxing fans, Scott, would you say? Yeah, I just think um, as a boxing fan, we just love to see absolute wars and tear-ups. And uh, Sam the Savage Egginen is always pretty much in a war and he's always in one of those sort of tear-up fights. So that's, I think, why we all love him so much. Definitely a very exciting fighter. Now, Sam has just joined us. Sam, how are you, mate? You all good? I'm all right, Are you all right, yeah? Yes, very good, thank you. First of all, Sam, just want to say um, thank you for, for joining us on our podcast today, mate. No problem, pal. Thanks for having me. How was, um, how was, how was training been going, uh, Sam? Is it all good? Uh, yeah, honestly, pal. Um, I've trained more out of camp whilst this virus has happened than I have, I have ever, really. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's it, it, enjoyable. Has it been sort of a case of um, you've been doing that sort of extra training, obviously, um, probably having more time on your hands than what you usually would, I suppose, Sam, as well? Is it filling gaps, I suppose? Uh, honestly, bro, I don't really, like, I've never really trained out of it, like, until there's been a fight that's set. I've never really done much. Um, I think that's been my downfall, because I've always got back yeah. in the gym and I've always been, play, been, always been playing catch-up. Um, but with this virus, I, I've just kind of... You know, I've, I've grabbed myself a bag to whack in the the garage. Um, I brought myself a rowing machine. You know, a little road bike. Um, I'm just gonna kind of, you know, ticking along quite quite well. So yeah, and how how is that? How is that sort of itch now to get back, Sam? Is it getting uh, is it getting more of an itch by the day that you just want to get back to doing what you do best and back in our ring, mate? Yeah, I was I was already um lined up to fight before this pandemic started, so I was. You know, I was waking away. I was in camp. Um, I was I was I was lined up to fight on the thirtieth of March, so I was already in that mindset. Um, so given this, you know, COVID nineteen pandemic started, and I had to be actually got locked down. Um, I think I was just. I think it. I I ain't changed. I think I've just I've just carried on. I've been training as if, you know, there's a, there's a fight lined up because it was always it was always going to be, you know, rebooked if not. There's going to be a different fight on the card, so yeah, um, I've just carried on as normal as best I can without the gym. I've just done it myself. Yeah, yeah, certainly all you can do from your end, mate, isn't it? I mean, what's the what's the situation with the gym now, um, Sam? I know I've seen this week that sort of there's been guidelines posted for fighters to get back in the gym um, and how to make sure it's safe to do so. Are, are you back in the gym and? Yeah, Has any think, sparring started yet? No, nah, we've had no sparring. I mean, I, I, we're in, I'm in the gym with with John, um, and I'm we're doing sort of you know minimal people in the gym, two or three people, um, and the coach. And you know we can we can we can hit the bag. You know, split split the bags. You know, a person on a bag, and then a bag empty, and then you know a person on a bag sort of thing. So there's, there's still that, yeah. that 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 two meters in between each other. Um, and there's just been minimal people in the gym, if not just me in the gym, you know, with with, with the coach. So we've been doing sort of one to ones, minimal group workouts, um, and then any any runs, you know, like you know, we go we go to the reservoir, we go to, you know, the outdoor running things, and then you know, a few people can turn up there because you know we're outdoors, we can we can really stay apart. So, um, yeah, in the gym, just minimal people really, one to ones, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely um, Scott. I think uh, you'd agree in saying that it's uh, it's music to boxing fans' ears, isn't it? That um, 
we we heard and now the fighters are getting back into the gyms now and um, those movements are being made for boxing to return. Yeah, I just think um, sport in general. I don't, you know, um, you know, I love obviously we both love our football. You know, boxing. I love boxing as well. I just think it's something to look forward to on the weekend. Is to, you know, um, I I I can't wait personally for boxing to start start back off. I don't know what it's going to look like when it starts back off. Whether it's going to be behind closed doors or not. I think. Only yeah. time will tell. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sam, how much have you missed um, that sort of banter and the buzz that I suppose you have in a, in a boxing gym on a day-to-day basis, mate? Yeah, it, honestly, it's been hard. I mean, you know, at the start, the start of the lockdown, you know, because I've never trained in the, in the garage, you know, I've never had my own bag and stuff like that. It was it was fun, you know, it was, it was something to get up and do, but it, yeah. it only took a week or two to, for it to start, you know, being tedious and... You do need like the other people around you doing the same thing, and the coach, you know, screaming at you, and you know, so you do miss that. You, you know, I did miss that a lot, and it was hard to get get ready and get in the, in the garage and, and do a full session sort of thing. Yeah, um, without knowing that people were going to be doing it with you, the coaches. Were... Um, getting back to the gym, you know. We've... Still, still has a massive difference to, to the way you train. I think I think you train harder with all the people around you. You know, you have people watching you, people you know to compete with. You know, if 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 it sounds like they're in the bag more than you, you, you give it a bit more. So, yeah, definitely, it gives you that yeah. extra bit to put in it. Is there anyone in in your gym in particular, maybe a bit of a character or a bit of a Bit of a joker who you particularly missed Sam who keeps you going daily. Um, I mean the whole of it, I mean John Pegg alone, John John thinks he's a comedian and sometimes he's quite funny. But um Yeah. John Pegg's a funny person. Uh there's a few people, I mean Soggy, the other coach, you know, he's he's a generally a really funny guy as well. So um our our gym is full of full of characters, but we we do get the work done as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the most uh, most important thing, mate, isn't it? I mean well, how how is it working now, Sam? From a from a fighter's point of view, with regards to the sort of uh, behind the closed door shows, and in particular for you with Eddie's idea, is it just a case of waiting for a call from Eddie himself or your manager, etc.? Yeah, now? I mean, I mean, for me personally, fighting behind closed doors, I'll have no problem with. You know, I'd, I've I've said from the start, you know, I'll do it in the back garden as long as I get paid. I do it in my own back garden. Yeah. I don't I need. Yeah. As nice as it is to have the fans there, I don't. I don't need a huge um, entourage or crowd to get me going. I'll, I'll fight anyway. Um, for some people, it might be different, but I generally don't mind. I mean, I I, I put a tweet out the other day to say I'm ready to go. Um, yeah. We got several phone calls. So, do you think Sam? Do you think boxers are gonna are gonna be taking a pay cut? Do you think that's gonna happen? I mean, would obviously. You wouldn't. Nobody's going to be willing to take a pay cut. But do you, do you think that's going to have to happen? Because obviously there's going to be no gate, etc. How do you? What do you think that's going to work? It's a double edge. So I don't think there'll be any small hall boxing going on for a while. Yeah. You know, small hall still costs a fortune to put on. Um, yeah. And there's going to be no ticket sales. Ticket sales pay the small hall, um, you know, purses. So. But the, with the big guys and the more people that have got the money, I don't think you can take any per, um, wage cuts because the fact is you're still taking the same risk. Um, boxing, you, you can't play boxing because there's no one there. Boxing's a serious yeah. game whether there's people watching or not. So I don't think you can ring up a boxer and say, will you take less because there's no one watching? Because mm. they're still going to get hit in the head still, as yeah, hard as they would have. The they're still leaving <laughs> their family on the night. You know, yeah. you know, there the accidents happen in these in these games, so you can't ask someone to take a paper. I don't think, personally. Yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's a very good point that you you've made there. So I'm definitely and I agree with you, mate. I mean, as Eddie, I know there's probably things maybe you're not able to say to us as of yet. Um, but has Eddie sort of laid out any plans to you that you can tell us? Of? Um, I've, the, Eddie's definitely been on the phone, and I spoke to Barry this week as well. Um, there's definitely something planned. For yeah, I think they, I think they start because they start. They wanted to start this um this back garden fight camp thing, didn't they? I think they wanted yeah, to start yeah, early like... July, but I think it's going to start late July now. Um, 
and I've, I've been told that you know I've got I've got a spot on a spot on one of them, um, and we're just waiting for for everything to you know be concrete before we can, um, sort of say what what's going to happen and who's going to be and so on and so forth. But um, it looks it looks like Sam, I I did find um Twitter quite funny a few days ago. Um, I saw somebody posted, "Oh, Sam Egdon and uh, Ted Cheeseman is done," and I think you wrote underneath, "Oh, well, that's the first I've heard about yeah. it." People, it's been, it's been spoken about. Don't get me wrong, and I know Eddie's put it out there and said, like, um, you know, there's good fights to be put on. Jordan Gill and I think there was Jordan Gill and another kid. Um, T- Tasha Jonas is fighting Terry Harper. You know, people. That's a great fight, yeah, Daddy. Isn't a it? Fight, I think. And people were just mentioning fights, and Eddie said, "Oh, yeah, someone said about Eggington and Cheese, man. That'd be a good fight." And then people just jumped on it and was just posting it all over the place, and I was like. I ain't had a phone call, and you know I'm pretty sure if John had had a phone call, he'd have rang me as well. So, um, people just jump on things. Um, but the ball is rolling. I know that Cheeseman's agreed to that fight. I've agreed to that fight, but just nothing set in concrete. There's been no, no details of such. So, I don't know. You know, it's looking likely, I suppose. But you, know, you can only you can only wait and see. And I mean, I I know. I know what answer you're going to give me straight away before I even ask it, Sam, but I will ask you, mate. I mean, what's your thoughts on that fight then? What's your thoughts on Cheeseman as a fighter in general? I think he's a, he's a good fighter. He comes and he, he gives he gives you his all. Um, I think he's shown that. Um, I think a fight between the pair of us would be, would be, a, would be a good fight. A bar, like, it Definitely. really wouldn't go off the walls, but um, we're just, you just got to wait and see. I'd be, I'd be confident in that fight, no doubt, but it would be a good fight while it lasts. I think yes. you've got a... I was just saying, you know, looking when you look at Ted's last three fights, you know, he's coming off two losses and a draw. And Sam, I think you were coming off four straight wins, so you've definitely got a bit of momentum, I think, ahead of you, haven't you? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'm, I, As young as... I know people keep saying I'm young. I'm, I'm 26 and I'm young in boxing, but... I'm a veteran in that sense, you know. I've had I've had ten rounders since my fifth fight. I've been doing it for years. It, I think I definitely have, like you say, the momentum, the the experience. I think I I think it'd definitely be in my favour. Yeah, I mean, you've had thirty four fights, haven't you, Sam? You're only twenty six. There's not many twenty six girls have had, you know, thirty four professional fights, is there? Nah, not really, mate. I, I just. I stay as busy as I can. I mean, John's always on the phone <laughs> trying to find me fights. And I say to everyone, I don't need to fight on TV. I'll fight um, on the small horse shows as long as there's a fight there and I get paid. Um, yeah, I mean, Eddie yeah. Hearn has said, isn't he? Um, I don't know if this is true. That is it true? Barry, is, Barry Hearn's got a bit of a soft spot for you. Is that right? Or? Yeah, I mean, we work with yeah. <laughs> We do a lot with Barry, to be fair. Barry's, Barry's a big guy, yeah. He, um, Barry's done a lot for me, honestly. He's, he, he's done a lot. Yeah, and I think Scott, that you know, coming back to sort of men, we mentioned that cheese, the potential that cheeseman fight there. Scott, I think looking at it as Sam has mentioned from a, a fan's point of view, that's that's one of the fights I've seen mentioned that I would be absolutely buzzing to see, mate. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, it's that. It's like that. We've got like this weird little sort of um, top five of me in the UK. I mean, you got obviously got Kel Brook, you got Anthony Fowler, you got Sam. I mean, Scott. You know, Scott Fitzgerald, I hope, you know, he'll return soon. You've got Ted Cheeseman. You know, it's those sort of five people, that any, any sort of fight between them five, I'd absolutely love to see. So, yeah, I think, yeah. We, I think we're quite lucky in the UK to have so many good, you know, super welters. Definitely, I agree, mate. And Sam, are you, are you someone who sort of usually sets yourself long-term goals, mate? I mean, I know it's difficult to do that, given the current circumstances, but... Are you usually a person who sets yourself longer goals, or is it simply day by day, nah, fight by fight? Yeah. Me? Um, I'm not that block same. I mean, when I turned over, it was just to to make a bit of dough. I can't, I can't say I've ever um, set out a long term plan for myself. Um, I take fight as as and when they come. I think I think that's shown with the fights I've took. Um, yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, people have set long term goals for me, and they work on them with me. You know, like the manager and my promoters and and so on but yeah. for me it's it, it's a case of you know staying ready staying in shape and, and being in some sort of fight shape so if a, the phone call does go um, 
I don't really I don't really have to think about it. It's just sort of I'm 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 up for that. I, I can do that. Give me three or four weeks, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Now I kind of I kind of take fights as as and when they come. I think my career shows that. You know, with the prize fighters, um, the fights after the I just I've just took them as and when they've come, and luckily enough, yeah. most of the, most of the time it's gone well. What do you see as sort of um, realistically being the move for maybe the next year? Now, Sam, how many times would you like to be out? Do you think it's going to be a case of maybe once or twice? I mean, it's or, hard to say in this what... year. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, the fight camps, I'm meant to be on the front of the fight camps. I think they start in late July. So then I don't think there's going to be any break this year. Normally, they have a break over the summer months. I think they're just going to go straight through that. I think, I think if. I think getting out twice would be would would be good this year. I think that'd be, I think that'd be lucky to get out twice with what's going on because everyone's going to want a box as soon as it kicks off again. Everyone's going to want a box, so they'll be fight. Yeah, there's a bit of a yeah. backlog at the moment, Sam. Isn't it with yeah. all these fighters? I think I think everyone's going to want a box. The British fight fighters who wouldn't normally box another British fighter and would probably get someone in. They will have to fight someone else yeah. in Britain that yeah. they wouldn't normally have to fight. So. Everyone's going to be fighting each other, so if if you can get out twice this year, I think you're very lucky. I think Scott, I don't know if you agree. I think Sam is spot on. I think if you offered any fighters now, given the current circumstances, the, the opportunity to fight, you know, once they would snap hands. But if you offered them the opportunity to be out twice this year, I think uh, you'd see hands snapped everywhere, Scott, wouldn't you, mate? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's great for obviously for us fans because we, uh, you know, this. There's fights being talked about now that I think without obviously COVID nineteen happening that wouldn't be happening. Even when you look at Key, when you look at sort of Chris Jenkins and Connor Ben, I've been looking forward to that fight for ages. Nothing ever sort of came about. All of a sudden now, because both fighters are willing to fight, that's going to go ahead. I think even with Sam and Ted Cheeseman, I don't think that fight would have happened unless you know this the coronavirus sort of come about. So yeah. it's sort of been a you know a blessing in disguise. Well, it's funny you mentioned that there, Scott, because I was actually just going to ask Sam about that now. Um, Sam, that, I mean, there's only sort of rumours at the moment about potential fights on um, these matchroom headquarters shows. But one that certainly has picked up, as Scott has said, in sort of the past few days, um, has been the potential Chris Jenkins versus Conor yeah. Ben for the British title. Um, it looks a real possibility now with Garton retiring. What's your thoughts on that fight, mate? I think it'll be a good fight. I think... I think... Connor's better than people were expecting. I don't think he beats yep. Chris Je- Chris Jenkins just yet. I don't. I don't think. Um, I think the worry with with Chris though is that I've never like I was talking to Virginia over there, and John was saying like I've never saw someone cut so regular so bad in yeah. every fight he has. Um, win, mm. lose, or draw, he, he's always got a severe cut of some sort um, but bar the cut I don't think Conor Ben beats him um, it'd be a tough fight for Chris no doubt because he kind of does put on he does really put in some work to, to keep a pace up but I don't think I think I think Chris Jenkins would nick that um, yeah. barring any cuts and bruises I think because someone who cuts like Chris Jenkins their worst nightmare is someone like kind of really who's who's rough and rugged and comes in to have a go. So you'd really have to watch his eyes, and you know, it's it's hard to say. Do do you think this is sort of that first? I mean, obviously, there's so much hype around Connor that has been from from day yeah. one. I mean, obviously, with the name that he carries, do you think this is sort of the first now real test where we can have a look and see? What Conor Ben is about as well. I mean, Chris for me does go into as the favourite. I think Chris is there as champion on merit, you know. And I would put Chris as favourite, as you said. So, do you think it's the first big test now for Conor I Ben? Think so. I mean, the first test he had was that French kid. What, what did he? I think he'd won twelve or something. Um, and he went. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. went down quite heavy twice. I think it was. Yeah. Um, Cedric Cedric Pienaar yeah. or something like that. I think it was. And they had to have a rematch with him, and that was that was. That was decent, and he come through the second one quite well. But you know, yeah. Chris Jenkins would have would have would have would have done a real job on um on that on that Cedric kid. 
So yeah, I agree with it's, him. It's it's hard to say, but you can't get past Chris and his cuts. I don't think. I think I think that's a really dangerous spot for him, man. Yeah. And like I said, so if I had to sort of if I had to push you for a prediction, Sam, could you give one for yeah, us? Yeah, I, I think I think with no cuts, I think your man wins on points. Um, I think Chris would, would win on points. I think he's I think yeah. he's he's durable enough to to stick about that if 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 kind of gets a, a barrage of punches off or catching him with a nice one. I think I think Chris is clever enough and durable enough to to hold out, and I think he I think he'd nick it in the end. Um, but without any cuts, and I think that'd be hard to 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 keep Chris to go for a twelve rounder with no cuts. I think I think that's um I think that's hard to do. It's um it's certainly a, an exciting fight, Scott. That we very much um I mean we speak to Chris quite regularly, don't we? And um I know Chris is all for it and is buzzing to go as well. So it's uh it's a fight we're looking forward to, Scott. And let's hope it happens, mate. Yeah, I think um I think it's to be honest. I think from from a boxing sort of fan perspective, we love Chris Jenkins going in his favourite. But it really wouldn't surprise me if the bookies have have Conor Ben as favourite. Yeah. Um, I think because of obviously his, like we said, you know, Nigel Benz's his dad. He's a big matchroom fighter, isn't he? He's got a big social media presence. I think people are going to expect him to, to beat Chris easy. And I, I personally, you know, fighting a British and Commonwealth champion isn't is never going to be easy, especially somebody as durable as as Chris Jenkins. So it's going to be a, I think, is a massive step step up a corner. I really do. Yeah, I do. I agree. I agree, mate. Definitely, it's um. Yes, when we look forward to, is Sam? Is there any other sort of um, fights? That, obviously, apart from being back in there yourself, mate. Is there any other fights you you're looking forward to or hoping to see upon boxing's return now? Um, I mean the big the big one on, on the fight camp thing is a uh, White and Povetkin. I think that's a good one. I don't know if they'll be on the yeah, yeah. Povetkin over. Um, I think that's why they're trying to do that as late as possible. But I think that's a good fight. Um, I think it's a hard fight. And yeah, Povetkin I mean, anytime never... you anytime you get in there with Povetkin, yeah. it's not going to be um, it's not going to be a walk in the nah, park, is it? No, nah, I mean, he's getting on now. I mean, he's probably past his best, but he always brings it, and he always seems to to get the job done. It's never any, any never really yeah. easy. Uh, but again, like you say, that Tasha Jones and Terry Harp is a good fight. It is. Yeah. That's a good fight. That is. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Scott, you were mentioned. We mentioned that on a previous podcast. That fight, don't we? Um, I think it was when we were speaking to Ali Drew. That's um, that's a great fight, that isn't it? Yeah, um, and you know, I think, I think Terry is such a great, you know, is such a great fighter. I, I think I'd have her sort of as, as favourite going into that. But I mean, is I think I think it'll I think it'll be a really great fight. I'd, I'd be interesting to see how Natasha sort of handles that. I know she's obviously got Olympic pedigree, but you know, I think Terry is. I think Terry is going to be the person that's going to that's going to give Katie Taylor a bit of a run for her money yeah, in the next few yeah, years. Definitely. I mean, is there any um, is there any others? Sam, feel. I mean, what about the the one person for me that I really hope still can happen is that um. Billy Joe Saunders Canelo fight. I mean, it'd be a shame if that didn't happen. Though, yeah, I it? mean, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think I saw something today about um, you don't Canelo and that. I couldn't even tell you. Divachenko, the kid who's fought. Oh, that's Jacob. right. The one that um, yeah, fought... did he fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he uh, did he fight Golovkin as well, didn't he? Yeah, so I think yeah, Golovkin, I think yeah, Golovkin beat the IBF. I think. Have Billy Joe Saunders flying obviously because of the COVID, so. I think um, no. I don't think that if if Canelo fights uh, that D- Divichenko kid, I think he'll probably move on again. He'll probably move up a weight again. Probably do something at light heavy again. I don't know. It's hard to say with Canelo because he, he he jumped through so many weights. Uh, you don't really know where he's and what he's doing yeah. at, at any time. For one is but yeah, he's nah. certainly not sure you a challenge, um, is he? He likes uh, he, he likes putting these sort of uh, weight uh, clauses. Mind, he's pretty clever at uh, well, Golden Boy are pretty clever at these, you know, uh, certain weight specifications that they put on fighters. Have you ever had anything like that, Sam? Whether you know people have wanted you to be a I certain weight at a certain time, time etc. Ten pound overnight, can't you? That um, I've done that. Um, I mean, and when they say it to you, yeah, it, it feels like it's going to be such a struggle, but 
when, once I've done it, I mean, it's easy work. Um, you eat, you can eat and drink more than you think. Uh, but yeah. any less than ten pounds, it probably probably would have been a struggle. Yeah, no, I, I, and yeah. I think you've made a good point there, you know, um, Sam, about the coming back to the Saunders Canelo fight. It'd be such a shame if that fight didn't happen. Now, when I, I personally thought, apart from obviously the AJ Fury fight, is potentially the biggest fight, you know, just below that out there in boxing. Um, so it'd be a massive yeah, shame if you don't again, see that. It might, might, um, it might bring the British fighters together. So you might have Billy Joe Saunders against Callum Smith. Um, that's another good fight. Yeah, and then the winner probably that's a great along fight. the line could probably get Canelo. Um, but it's hard yeah. to say, like I say, with, with what's going on. I don't really think you can talk about anything out of England, really. Um, no, no, I say everything's yeah. certainly up in the air, mate, isn't it? It's hard to uh, put a pin in anything. Now, Jen, something I wanted to do for today's podcast is I wanted to get your top three favourite boxing films of all time. So, Sam, I'm going to start with you. Now, you can't pick three from the same franchise, yeah. so, such as Rocky. You can't say Rocky yeah. 1, 2 and 3. <laughs> so, I'm going to start with you, Sam, off the top of your head. What's your three favourite boxing um, films of all time, mate? I liked... Uh, we, I went to the cinema to watch it. You, Fighter. Is it Fighter? And it was... Is it about... Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a really Mickey Ward? Um... Great yeah, film, mate. Yeah, that, that was really good. Um, the Rocky when he fought Mr. T was it number three? Yeah, Rocky um, three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, old Clever Lang. Uh, Million Dollar Baby was good as well. So, I think that. I think... Uh, do you know? Yeah, do you know that's really that's good, a great yeah. film, man. Is Sam isn't I? I I hadn't seen it for like it's you know I to be honest with you I didn't watch it until about. I think it was about a year ago I first watched it and I'd heard so much about it previously about, you know, and I hadn't sat down and watched it. But I did sit down yeah. and it's just the story and everything you know behind it. It's, it's a powerful film and it's a great watch. Years. And when you said boxing film, that was like one of the first ones that popped up. So it's got to have been a good film because I remembered it. Yeah, it's one that stands out definitely. <laughs> Scott, go on and I'll go over to you as well. Is there any that you agree with on Sam or have you sort of got three of your own, mate? Oh, do you know what? I I don't like the Rocky films. I I I I tried watching them for years. I I just think is the yeah the, the sort of like hitting each other great, in the face. It is just so unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I I struggle, and you know, Creed a little bit. I tried watching that. And I, I like what Sam said. I loved Million Dollar yeah. Baby. Thought that was a great film. I I mean Cinderella Man. I absolutely loved that film as well. Just because it was more of a film, it wasn't just about you know him in the ring. It was about his sort of journey and the sort of uh, time he was obviously living in such an you know the economy in America was terrible. I just loved that film. And Paddy uh, Considine was in you know Journey what, Man, wasn't he? I thought I thought that, that was, was unbelievable. That what a film that is. Say now is is my personal favorite because. I think the story behind that one, I mean, he plays such a great part in that, the role he took in that film, but I think just it's such a powerful film and the story behind it is something, Sam, you, you'll agree, I'm sure, mate, it's something that could, could happen at any time in boxing. You know so it's such a good story know. to it. I don't want to burst everyone's bubble, but I ain't watched Journey when, you know. Nah. Yeah, oh, you Sam, you, you got to... No way. That's my oh, mate. <laughs> you, you got it, Sam, oh, you got to get on that, mate, definitely. Yeah, no, I sat. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's that's. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, make sure you get on that one and let us know your thoughts on it, Sam. That's um, that's a powerful film. It's a good watch. That is, Sam. We've um something that happens uh, on our weekly podcast as well. We always get sort of fan or follower questions sent in to us. Um, we've got a few here for you, mate. The first that we've got is it's quite a good one actually. It says, if there were two welterweight fighters you could pit against each other from any any era at all, who would they be and why, That's mate? Good. Um, I think. Um, I think. Pat, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? You don't want. It might sound like I'm crazy, but I think Cotto at welterweight. Um. Yeah. Against, 
I just love Cotto though, so it could have been anyway. And I'd have picked Cotto. Um, Cotto versus Tard. Tard, that one is. Was he, was he one of your sort of um, favourite fighters, perhaps growing up, Sam? No. Cotto, you mentioned Miguel Cotto there, such a great fighter, obviously. Was he Honestly, one of your sort of personal favourites? This is all, it's all fluked into me. Um, this boxing was just something I'd done. Yeah. Separate me from the crowd. I didn't watch. Yeah, I watched a bit of Ricky Hat. I had a Ricky Hat and DVD that I watched every now and then. Um, so you never sort of really a massive no. sort of fan or boxing historian, no, as they call them, no. watching no, old videos boxing, and clips, you know, um, Long before I turned professional, really. Uh, yeah, but I couldn't. I can't really say. Well, wait, it's a hard one because um, there's loads. What about what about you, Scott? Do you want to pit? We've Sam has gone for his man Cotto. Do you want to pit someone against Cotto? Would you be? Could there's anyone you could pick, Scott? Well, you know, I'm a I'm a big uh, Sugar Ray Leonard fan, so I'd I'd love to see Sugar Ray and Floyd Floyd Mayweather. I think that would have been a that would have been a great fight. Um, I think he he'd be the guy to take uh, Mayweather's away. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sam, ne- next one we've got for you, mate, is uh, the the greatest moment of your career to date, and, and right, why? Um... Yeah, well, doing this podcast, you'd like this, wouldn't you? Second, nothing will beat the Frankie Gavin fight. Um... Talk, talk to us about that night for you personally, um, Sam, just the, the sort of the feelings, the buzz, Honestly, everything mate, around that night for you, mate. Frankie Gavin fight, the build-up, the... it was amazing. Nothing will beat that night. The whole Birmingham thing, and, um, there was yeah. to and fro, like, people saying stuff. And it generally split the Birmingham in a half, like, who was going to win, who was going to do this, who was going to do that. And walked out to the ring, and the place was unbelievable. Generally, the craziest feeling. What well, Sam? What was it? What was it like? Did didn't Frankie come in above weight? For yeah. That? Was, did that happen? Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he come in a bit he too heavy? If I remember. Over. Did that have any effect on yeah, you going into the ring? knowing he was sort of obviously said, didn't make the weight. Um. Obviously, you're coming over. You you pay a fee, don't you? Yeah, he said if yeah. you if you take any 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 fee, Sam, you still with us, mate? Have we lost? Sam? I think. Oh, Sa- I think uh, Sam cut off. Is he still with us, Scott? Sam, are you? St- He's still with us, I think, but uh, I don't think his, right. I tell you what, Scott, we're on thirty anyway. So if we stop it here, and could we just jump straight back on, mate? If that's good, we do. Yeah, or awesome. we get part two. Yeah, right. we'll Thank do part two coming up. And we are back in the room. Uh, welcome to part two of Southwest Boxing Media Speaks. Myself and Scott are still here. I'm just waiting for Sam to, to jump back in with us. Um, I think there may have been a little technical hitch then. Uh, I think it was coming from Sam's end, Scott. But I think we're all back. Sam, are you back yeah. in the room with us, mate? Yeah, I've got you. I've got you. Great stuff, mate. Yeah, um, what, what it was then, Sam, it, I think it was a bit of bit of a technical hitch then but um we've we've put it into two parts now anyway so we're ready to roll again mate um discussing then before we went off just about you were mentioning uh scott asked you about the frankie garvin fight and sort of the, the weight issues before oh yeah yeah so it waiting over we have the argument you know we want more money blah 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 whatever yeah um and they said Technically, Frankie's money, he's not fighting. It's that thing boy's done. So, we just went along with it and said, fuck it, we'll, we'll, 
will will fight anyway. Um, whether he's over or not, we didn't put any any weight restrictions on him for the next day. Um, we just said, look, make sure he gets to the ring, and we'll go from there. And then yeah. you mentioned as well. So you said that 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 night is just the one for you. Is it that you do you find? Do you think there'll be another night in your career that can beat that one for you personally, Sam? Or do you think it'll always be that one for you? I mean, you win a world title. I don't think anyone's gonna, anything's going to top that. But it's hard yeah. to beat a, um, a local derby. Yeah, especially one that is you meant to lose. Like, not a lot of people had me winning that fight. Like. And the people that time they did had me winning that fight, I don't believe them anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> not a lot of people had me winning that battle, they really didn't. Um, it was hard to believe that I was going to win that fight. I mean, when you when you compare the two of us, with Frankie Gavin's, you know, background and what he's done and, and how he's done it, it's hard to tell people and tell them enough that they're going to believe you, that you're going to go and beat him. Yeah. Um, so it was just everything come... Every, everything I was saying that was going to was going to happen, I, I made sure come true, um, and it did, and it worked out. It was it was an unbelievable night. The place I mean, because Fra- Frankie had Frankie had just had that sort of pay per view, well, fight didn't he with Kel Brook, you know, a couple of fights yeah. before you. So I think maybe people were expecting, you know, him to go in there against obviously you and beat and, and uh, sort of beat you, but obviously that wasn't the case, Sam, was it? Yeah, like I say, he, he wiped the floor with the British level. He won that bout outright quite easily. Um, he come unstuck at European level, but the thing was as well, he went and beat Skeet, who would, who then beat me, and then my yeah. fight with Frankie Gavin was after Frankie had beat Skeet. So everyone was just thinking, you know, Frankie's just going to beat Skeet. Skeet beat Sam, so this is a given. Um, but I just, you know, it it. There was nothing, nothing on earth that would have stopped me that night. I'd have, I'd have went till, I'd have, I'd have done anything I could until you know I'd have, I'd have fell over with in exhaustion. It just, I'd have done anything. Like you, you mentioned it was sort of a, a bit, of, bit of a derby, if you like um, the word you used there. Then some a bit of a derby is, is Frankie someone you you now now know now speak to at all, or is is it not the case, mate? Yeah, um, me and Frankie spoke. Before me and Frankie was fighting, we used to spar regular at his gym. Like before, I won my Midlands title and like quite early on. Yeah, I used to be at Frankie's gym doing loads of rounds with him. Um, and then after the fight, he actually moved to our gym. Oh really? Oh, yeah. so he's, you know, he's certainly someone you know very well. Then I know I know him well enough. If I see him, we'll stop and have a chat. I mean, I don't know him out the gym. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know him outside of boxing, but yeah, I mean, if we see each other, we're 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 cool. It's not, not nothing like that. It was just you say things when you're going to fight. You know, when when you know someone else is going to punch you in the mouth, you you bound to yeah. You come out with some things that you probably wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. It's just it's boxing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. It is this whole part of it, isn't it? Um, the next one is um is is what I like as well. Sam, the, the next fan question we've got is. Is there a fight in your career that you've learned the most from? And if so, which which fight is it and why? Which fight would you say is perhaps the one that you've learned most about yourself personally, perhaps from? Was it was it the beefy fight? What was it for you, Sam? Um I think the Day Eleven fight, I think I'm not as an amateur and as a kid, I mean, I was that kid that fought caught with a good shot in the first round. I've just presumed I've lost that fight. I'll just go all out. That was it then. I'll just go wimbling because, you know, I've been caught with a good right hand or something. Yeah. I think learning that I can I can hit the deck and get back up and, and still win the fight, I think that I think that, I think that, that tells you a lot about yourself. So yeah, I mean, look at look at those scorecards, Sam. I mean, two out of 117, 110, and you'd been down as well. So, you know, you must have you must have given him, a, you know, a, a bit of a beat in apart from those the round you were down in. Yeah, it was honestly, mate. John, John's been back and he's done the punch stats. The, the my punch output on that fight was unbelievable. Um, every round was over 120 or something like that. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I just had one as well, Tom. Um, it, 
I mean, it's something that you've probably asked, you've been asked a million times over, I should imagine. It's something that anybody um, is asked in the boxing world, really. If you could give sort of advice now to young up-and-coming fighters just starting out, what would it be, mate? Is there anything that you have sort of been, you know, advice you've been giving yourself that you would pass down? What is it, mate? I think just not not to rush. Not Don't rush anything. Um, you don't... Opportunities will always come. Uh, you don't have to... Be, you don't have to take what... what what you're offered, something else will always turn up. Don't just take something because it's there. You know, really think things over. Yeah. Because um, I think I've been, I think, I think, you know, it's too late for me to do it now, but I think I've just took anything that's turned up. If there's been a fight there, I'll take it. Yeah. You don't have to be like that. I think, you know, my, 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 um, my record could have been a lot prettier. I know that for a fact, but it probably, you know, you just never know. You never know, but, I think just, just just do what's best for you. Do what's best for you. If you know leaving your trainer to another trainer, you know don't feel like you know that that that's a backstabbing move. Just do what's whatever whatever you think's best for you. That's what you should be doing because you know there's no one else in the ring. Do, do we? I mean that that sort of question could link in with our current situation with the pandemic. I suppose. I mean, do we sort of worry now maybe for? Uh, maybe younger fighters where they're going to feel under pressure that they're going to have to if they're offered a fight then maybe they, they wouldn't want to take usually they'd sort of want to build their name a bit more do we think there's a bit of a pressure now somewhere fighters young fighters in particular are just going to have to take anything that's put on the table for them now yeah probably I mean they probably feel like that yeah you know, this is not going to last forever you you got to be worried if you're 29, 30 and you've just turned over, you know, maybe you're, you you was a good amateur and you've just turned over and you're 29, 30 years old. And you've just turned over, you've had four four-rounders, two six-rounders, and now you've just had to have this year off because of the pandemic. Then you've got to be worried. Yeah. If you're 20 to 24 and you've had three or four fights and you've got, you've got to worry about things, you can sit back and relax. Yeah. Um, you've got all the time in the world. It's, yeah. Suppose that have turned over late, that... that that really needs to start pushing on now. Now they're back to have this year off. Yeah, and I, I think I, I don't know what what your thoughts are, Scott, but I think um like I the one I always think of could be sort of Joe Joe Joyce. I mean Joe Joyce was sort of in the amateurs, he's had a, yeah, exactly. a glittering amateur career and he, he has a long term pro, but there's still there's still a lot of opportunities there for him now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean there's Luckily, you know the there's you know the heavyweight division is obviously littered with fighters, isn't it? You know Joe, you know for Joe. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and then you've got sort of people then, I mean like Josh Kelly who hasn't really fought very often, but luckily he's got age on his side. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully the the boxer can get back, get back to you know normality, and we can see the the Joyce and the Dubois fight uh, ASAP. Yeah, that's what's your thoughts on our fight, Sam? Do you like our fight? I think it's a good fight. Um, it's a great fight, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to pick a winner, but I think I think I'd edge um, Dubois. Is it because of that sort of that destructive punching power I he think, seems to I have? Think so yeah, I mean, because you know Dubois didn't have a glittering amateur career like Joe Joyce, but he had a good amateur career. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't think Joe Joyce will be able to you know bedazzle him with you know. You know, the slip boxing or whatever, whatever he'll bring. And I think if Joe Joyce tries to steamroll him like he does the rest, you know, with his fitness because he's a fit kid, yeah, I think he can get caught and get put out because yeah. the bar hits something and it just goes to sleep. Yeah, he's a, he's a banger, definitely, isn't he? Uh, the, the next sort of coming on to sort of the last two, no, three we've got left, Sam. Um, this one is the, is the one that I think everybody is, um, is giving their own sort of opinion and predictions on in boxing. AJ Fury prediction, and they've also asked as well, where do you think it would rank with biggest fight in boxing history for you? Sam? Yeah, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, I thought you disappeared. Did you, did you catch a question off me then, Sam? No, Dubois, that was the last. 
Oh, right. Sorry, mate. Uh, the next bit was, the next fan question we had was um, an AJ Foley prediction from you. And also, where do you think it would rank with the biggest fight in boxing history for you? Where does that rank? Um, I think Fury wins. I think I think he wins comfortably. Uh, but... And, 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 and it's a big, it's a massive fight, don't be wrong, but I don't think it's got there yeah. in the rumble in the jungle or, you know, anything like that. But it is a huge fight for British. For, it's probably the biggest British fight you will, will ever get. You know, a, a, yeah. two heavyweights, you know, and the winner takes all because it's literally every bout. There's nothing else to win. Well, this is it. I mean, I think Eddie's made the point in a in a podcast. I listened to him on. You know, he said, "When when will there ever be again two British fighters? You know, unifying the division. It's just massive, yeah. isn't it? Just just there's literally not even organisation bouts like the Ring magazine bouts there. The lineal champion they will literally take everything home. It's it's huge. Yeah, definitely. It's um it's one that we uh we certainly hope can happen. Um, Scott, I got one for you. This is a different, uh, different approach. Oh, yeah, thanks, usually Keith. we get them sent in for our guests, but this one has been pinpointed. Can you ask Scott this? So I don't know if it's one of your mates tucking you up, Scott. It might be. Um, in the heavyweight division, apart from the top four of obviously Fury, AJ White, and Wilder, who do you see as that one who can come through and become a world heavyweight champion? I, I've had some names posted to me as well, but. I'll ask you first, Scott. Who do you think? Ooh, um, it is quite a few, isn't he? Um, you've got obviously Filip Hergovic, I think, could be the next sort of heavyweight uh, world champion. But unfortunately, I think he's got a Vladimir Klitschko, an European sort of jab hold, which I'm not particularly looking forward to seeing for, you know, the 10 years that we saw with Vlad. I think maybe I know Tony Yoker is was suspended for a bit, wasn't he? But he looks, you know, he looks like a decent sort of fighter. And Uzik, you got it. You got it. Guy the fought... as well, haven't you? I mean, with the position he's in as well. Yeah, possibly Uzik. Maybe uh, the guy that fought uh, Tom Little as well in Saudi, Malad Maladinov. I think his name is. He looks pretty decent. Yeah. And then obviously Dubois, Dubois as well. So yeah, I think there's there's quite a few, isn't there? You know. Uh, that we that we can choose from. Even Andy Ruiz, maybe he can come again. You never know. Yeah, he's obviously linked up with um, Canelo's team as well. That was neat. Uh, Sam, just quickly, mate, on that is—is is there anybody, or maybe some of the names we mentioned there, or was there one for you you could pick? Honestly, but I don't really—I don't follow any weights unless my own, really. Um, yeah, I think the is a good shout. I think Newsy's a good shout. Um, that that that. Could you, you, you said just um, Hergovic, did you say? Yeah, that's right. People yeah, are worried about yeah. him. I've never watched him box, but people are going. People are saying, he, you know, he's, he's probably the next. He's probably the next one. Yeah, but, and Eddie, I know Eddie certainly thinks a lot of him as well. Yeah, from um, interviews yeah. I've seen, you know, he's talking him up a lot. Like, and uh, Sam, sort of the last question, mate, before we leave you um, to get on with your day, is. With the things that Eddie is doing with Matchroom for boxing now currently, do you think that by the time Eddie sort of retires as a promoter, he could possibly go down as the greatest promoter of all time? I think that's a title he could make his own. Um, I mean, he's, he's doing a lot, like you say. He ain't let this pandemic stop him. He's trying to get these, you know, these open air shows with no one there. Um, I think, I think if he, he He'd be in the top top three, yeah. I mean, there's not much he ain't done, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, he's had the biggest crowds. He's took it to Saudi. You know, he's he's opening up. He's in Italy. He's in Spain. He's in um, USA. He's, he's you know he took over England. Um, yeah. He's broadening the market so much, isn't he? Yeah. He, you know, there's not much he ain't done. Um, I can't really think now what what else he can possibly. Bring to boxing what he in already. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's just a case of Sam really, isn't it? Just delivering sort of these these fights that we need to see. So the likes of yeah. the you know the AJ Fury and you know like everything else, like you said, he, he's really he's done it. All he is in the process of doing, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, 
started with Frotch and they had 80,000. And then, you know, we got Joshua and I'm, I'm pretty sure they had 90, close to 100,000. Um, yeah. So, he's, you know, he's selling out. He's get the pay-per-view boys. He's smashed. You know, I know it's not him. It's the boxers on the bill. But, you know, he, you know he's, he's sorting it out. He's, he's the man behind it. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think he's got to be up there with, with the top three, without a doubt. Definitely. And Scott, I'll quickly grab your opinion because I know you're um you're a big fan of Mr. Eddie Hearn. Does I'll put that question to you then? Does Eddie become sort of the don by the time he um he retires, mate? Uh possibly. I mean, when you look at you know what Bob Aram has done, you know, for the last you know fifty almost sixty years, I think it's going to be a lot. Uh, it's going to be a lot to knock, you know, Bob Aram off the top spot, considering what he done for Ali, yeah. and you know he's been he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, you know, twenty years yeah. ago. So and he's and he's gone on another twenty years. So I mean, I, the good thing with Eddie, he's so accessible, isn't he? He's on YouTube, he's on social media, you know. He'll he'll you know people call him a bit of a bit of a liar, but you know he's he's the one I think who speaks the most and. And talk some more. So I think you know modern day promoters. He's got to be up there, but I don't know. Bob Arum's number yeah, one. Yeah, he is. Bob Arum's a godfather. He's going to take some uh, overtaking, definitely. And um, Scott, just before yeah. just before we shoot off, is there anything else you'd like to um, to ask Sam before we go, mate? No, just you know, just oh yeah, actually, yeah, there is something I'd like to ask you, Sam. Um, you um considering. You sort of you've got this name as sort of going in there and taking too many punches. Are you, are you still going to go in there? Have, have you adopted a new style, or is your style still going to be just to have a massive tear up every time you go Way in there? Past, um, changing it up, I think, pal. Um, <laughs> Bobbing and weaving. I mean, it's nice to, to to learn a bit of new stuff, and you know maybe you get a few tricks of the trade. But I think when you're built a certain way, that's that's the way you're going to box. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna turn up and be any sort of Loma chain. Yeah, yeah. Move no. my head would be great, <laughs> and if I can manage that, then I will. But past that, I don't think you'll see much difference. Well, Sammy, certainly you, you're always a thrill to watch and, and always an exciting fight to meet. And first and foremost, might I say as well, you're, you're an absolute gentleman. So thank you. Thank you on behalf of us, mate, for, for joining us on our podcast today. Thanks a lot, Pat. I appreciate having me on. Thank you, mate. Uh, we wish you all the very best when uh, boxing gets going again. And stay safe, mate. Stay, stay healthy and hopefully we can catch up with you soon. Thanks for that, pal. Yeah, cheers, Sam. Nice one, Sam. Look after yourself, mate. Take cheers, care. Sir. Thanks, bye. It, bye.